Last time on Join the Party. Time is back in its place. The wedding was a success, and we met some new friends. Like James. You know, the medicine man, he gets down like that. And Mr. Gargoyle. That was my father. But when our heroes make a great escape from their room, their rope decides not to cooperate. Oh, no! Oh, man. Tracy! Is the window of opportunity closing for our heroes? Get it? Window? I said I said window, because they're falling out of a window. Let's get the party going. Here is where we're at. Tracy, you have tried to tie the uh, bed sheets to the bed that you moved all the way to the window, about six stories up. Uh, you are not failed, and the bed sheet rope is slowly unspooling as you are outside the window. Um, Johnny, you're right below where you met Stoneface, so about like four stories up. And Anara, you are like right above that Stoneface floor, and the bed sheet rope is slowly unspooling. And you are all falling. And we're in, like, bullet time right now. As the rope falls and um, you are now just kind of falling through the air and kind of clawing at whatever you can, Stoneface turns his head and says, Hey, all right, boys, let's ride up. And he uh, spreads his stone wings and dive bombs off of the side. And behind him, about, like, six bombolates follow him in a very sort of intricate uh, flight pattern. And Anara, you are grabbed by four bombolates, each one on either of your limbs. And Johnny, you are grabbed with a stony claw, slick with pomade, (laughs) stone pomade, (laughs) (laughs) by stone stone face, you bud. Johnny is uh, going to roll to see if he's listening to Flight of the Bumblebees in his head. You beat me to it. Yeah, 17. I believe I'm listening to Fly of the Bumblebees in my head. That's fair. Uh, I rolled a two, so all I've got is da-da. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anara, why don't you roll a animal handling? Uh, that's a nat 20, babe. Oh, uh, gee whiz. We are minute, like, two. <laughs> Nicely done. The very good. Uh, I, I just want to emphasize that Inara is like, this is the best moment of her entire life being able to fly on, under the claws of hummingbirds. Like, come on. This is amazing. Yeah, these are, it's it's like you're in a helicopter, like the way that the sound is. Yeah. It's like all you hear is like the flapping of their wings. And as you rolled an animal handling, you can go wherever you want. You guys have all connected with yourselves. Is there somewhere that you want to go on your animal tour? Wait, Again, you are... Have, have Has Tracy been saved? No, not yet. Okay, cool. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I can tell you where, where exactly you are. You are outside of the castle. You can see the entire market, which is far. It's definitely far away. Right. But you have the entire grounds of the castle that are out before you. Do you just kind of like, do you want to go somewhere? Do you just want like a scenic route through the city or like outside the city? I definitely want to make sure that my companions are saved. So uh, I'll probably want to make this call after I see what happens to Tracy and Johnny B. Goodlight. Um, so if I need to, I may just direct the hummingbirds to like grab one of them as well. But I definitely want to go show off to Alonzo, who, if I recall correctly, is practicing his like magic, uh, you know, bending of air or whatever out on the grounds. Sure. All right. Fish, do you want to talk to 
Stoneface at all? Yeah, a couple questions on that. So Johnny is being grabbed by him, which is all cool and great. Um, do gargoyles have pockets? Here's why. Let me explain. <laughs> I, if, I'm the thief. I'm the thief. I understand that. But if he has a sandwich on him, one of his fabled sandwiches kind of want a sandwich. He does not have a sandwich, but you can ask him. For, you can definitely ask him for the, one. The problem is Johnny was promised breakfast <laughs> and really wanted breakfast. Hence this whole tale of woe. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's fair. So you guys are saved, and thank you for telling me your motivation. Tracy, You, no one is helping you. You are falling out of the air. What are you going to do, dog? Okay, so uh, when I look down as I'm falling, what do I see directly below me? Directly below it just It's really just the ground. You are very close to the castle wall. You can't really like put anything that close just because, you know, architecture reasons. So it's really just the ground. So there's no, like, it's not, it, there's not a bomb light, like, mid-flight coming out of the window, or, like, how far is the gargoyle? Oh, they, I mean, you are 10 feet above everybody else, so I would say that Stoneface and the bomb lights did not know you were there, or, like, exactly where you were. You had talked, but, I mean, it was locationally. There are definitely still bomb lights in there, um, but no one else is coming for you. All right, so here's the things that are going through Tracy's mind, like, milliseconds after he fell out. Number one, he needs to get the attention of Mr. Gargoyle, or which I think is his dad. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's that'd be a pretty man. impressive feat. Mr. Gargoyle is like playing checkers <laughs> in the market. <laughs> He's playing stone dominoes. It's the retirement to which all gargoyles aspire. <laughs> so he needs to get the attention of Stoneface and/or one of the um, Bombolates, and he needs to stop, or at least lessen the damage from the fall. So. As soon as he recognizes the rope going slack, he reaches back into his pack and uh, pulls out, ready for this? His help horn. He has a help horn. What the hell is a help horn? <laughs> it's a giant, like, ram's horn that he can blow when he needs help from his friends and allies and buddies. Did you always have a help horn? You're damn right I did. He was born with it, but I mean, grew over time. It's uh, left over from um, my detective law enforcement days. All right, sure. So I'm going to blow the horn, and uh, you tell me, does it get the attention of any bombolates? Why don't you do an animal handling to see if you blow it for the bombolates? For queen and country. Oh, uh, that's, that's a four. <laughs> Can I, so I, I blow this horn, and it just goes like... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. It you happens sometimes, Brandon, it's very natural. <laughs> Yeah, you blow it. It's just not what you were looking for. No okay. one, it doesn't get anyone's attention, no. Okay, so then as I'm falling mid You are down. You are now falling, and you are now another floor down. Great. So as I'm falling, uh, I want to kind of do a barrel roll and aim my uh, rage switch right on the parapet and have it just flick on. Oh, okay. I understand. Why don't you make an acrobatics check? Uh, I got a four. Yeah. You try to turn yourself over, but you actually turn yourself like you do an entire somersault and you land like on your chest, falling onto the parapet. And I, you're going to take. You're going to take uh, six damage. Okay. Uh, but why don't you make a deck save to see if you can hold on to where you're at? Uh, 12. Yeah, okay. You definitely grab onto it because you landed like fully on your chest. You put your hands out, and now you are like half on the ledge and half off of it, but you are securely there. And you are in the rookery, 
And much like the Bombolates from before made eye contact with Johnny B, the rest of them are now making eye contact with you. I reach into my pack and I pull out my water skin and uh, kind of hold out a bowl of water and I say, hey, you guys want some water? Yeah, a few of them uh, flap over to you and start lapping from it. Uh, they're they're like a little interested because it's not sugary, but like they're they're pretty cool. Cool. All I, right. And now you're safe and you're hanging out with your bird friends. Cool. I pet them a little bit. All right, Anara. Uh, you see all of this going down, and Tracy is now safe. You are steering the bombolates down towards uh, Alonzo. Yes. As you're going down and you you make your way towards uh, where Alonzo is practicing, you actually pass by this really big conference room with some very large windows uh, on the bottom floor. And in there, you see a lot of the people you saw from yesterday who are on the dais. A lot of the Kikos, um, Max is in there, Sylvanas is in there, a Huey, Dewey, and Louie are in there, and some other key people wearing, like, more regular day purple robes. But definitely, like, they have their Kiko biz going on. And you also see Nectarias down there, people you saw before. Gregina is not there, but Greg is and the representatives from the Nectarian uh, people from the dais. And they're all congregated in this room, and a lot of people are standing, and a lot of people are shouting at each other. Uh, you can tell, actually, Max is in, like, everybody's face. He's just getting up in every single Nectarian he can see, uh, and he's being, like, actually physically restrained by Huey, Dewey, and Louie. There's also someone who you don't recognize. It's a humanoid with a tinted purple skin who's sitting there, and they're wearing a neutral colored cloak, and it's just silent. Uh, you can see it totally blank-faced uh, and neutral within all of the screaming that's happening around. Can I direct the Bumbleites to hover out of sight above or below the window so I can try to maybe roll for some kind of perception check or investigation check and, and see if I can hear inside? Yeah, okay. I, I'll say the animal handling led you do that, so cool. why do you do an investigation check? 22. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you uh, control the bombolates to go above the We're conference room. We're just mind-melded at this point. They just, they're just like an extension of me. You are flying above the conference room that has a skylight. And actually, you, don't, you aren't able to land, because that would be a little weird, but you are able to hover over the skylight. And you can hear some things, but the bombolates are flapping really loudly. Right. So you hear some snatches of conversation, um, mostly of Max, because he's screaming, and you hear the words medallion, safety, family, and most importantly, they talk about the realm and the states a lot. Okay. But these are all, like, voices you've heard before. This is all Max and Sylvanas, really. And then Nectaria is, like, yelling back, but you can't really make it out. And can I identify at all if Greg and his dad are on the side of Max or on the side of the other Nectarians? Yeah, it's like Nectarian versus Kikos. Including Greg and his dad? Including Greg and his dad. Okay. Yeah. Max has gotten in Greg's face a number of times. You cannot hear any voice that you don't recognize before, so the neutral figure has not said anything yet. Gotcha. Um, After gleaning what I can, I'll continue on to go chat with Alonzo. Yeah. Johnny, you and Stoneface are getting some quality time together. As, you know, two best friends ought to do. Hey, Stoneface. Hey, what's poppin'? Let's get back towards uh, the the rookery over there. I want to check out my boy. Hey, hold on. I want to show you some cool stunts first. And, uh... 
I rolled a nat 20 for... <laughs> oh my god, it's own face's stunts. So good. He is doing loop-de-loops. Because it was a 20, may I incorporate uh, magic to enhance the stunts? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> All right, so we're going to do some loop-de-loops. We're going to do some, like, ups. So you fly upside down for a while. You are on just, like, a free-flowing roller coaster right now. This is like that scene in Greece where they have the drag race in the L.A. River, only actually good. <laughs> yeah, while he's doing the stunts, he's going... Bah, bah, I'm a stone face. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Johnny obviously is shooting off lights and color sprays everywhere to enhance all these amazing uh, stunts that are happening. Uh, Tracy from like, what, like 100 feet away, 50 feet away, whatever, like sees over his shoulder this is happening and his wonder sensors, again, are just lighting up. <laughs> and I think the bomb lights are probably like pretty stoked about it too. Oh yeah, they're flapping really quickly. <laughs> okay, so the final thing that Stoneface does. He does a wide arc kind of around this side of the castle. And you can actually see the entire city stretched up in front of you from this high up. You see the market where you started your journey and the many multicolored roofs, each one designating a new neighborhood. It's like an orderly kaleidoscope or a like someone threw paint swatches into the air. You also see on the far edge of the city where it's walled off, and there's actually a massive mural that stretches across the entire eastern wall. Uh, The wall is of the night sky, with stars bobbing and weaving around. There are three celestial bodies in the sky, a sun, a moon, and a triangle. But even from that far away, you can see that something is off in the mural. Uh, Something has been painted over the triangle. It's like spray paint, or like a massive burst of color spray. The entire triangle is a deep red. I'd like to assume that Johnny was able to recognize and, and maybe take note of this mural when he came in. Does it seem new, this uh, color spray? Yes, it does. Is he worried that he did it? No. <laughs> Johnny's version of waking up after a bender is just looking around for like evidence of paint trails and footprints. The thing is, yes. Oh, was that why I was thrown in jail? (laughs) No, no, that was clearly there. That must have been there. Nice, 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 nice. Good job, Johnny. Good job. Johnny is so selfish, it blows my mind. (laughs) Stoneface makes the wide arc and drops you back off in the rookery. He even uh, sticks out a stony hand and pulls Tracy fully back into the rookery. Johnny pats uh, Tracy's back and says... Nice landing, my friend. And Tracy winks at, winks at Johnny. All right, I'm going to go over to Inara now that you two are safe. Inara, Just me and my hummingbirds communing with nature, man. The bombolates have kind of like hoverboarded you over to Alonzo, and you're like hovering about 10 feet up, and he doesn't even hear it, even though it's a, it is pretty loud with the flapping. He doesn't hear it. He's still like kind of trying to concentrate on his magic spells. Uh, Alonzo, check out my sweet new ride. Uh, Alonzo looks up, and he... what? What what's hap- What are you doing? Where did you get those? It's a long story. We were like locked into our room this morning, and and we just didn't really feel that good about it. So we kind of jumped out the window, kind of fell, kind of used a rope. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We met Stoneface, nice guy. I hear his dad, Mister Gargoyle, is just really you know has a great reputation. Anyway, here I am now, and I just wanted to check out. Looks like you're doing some cool target practice. I'm all about learning and stuff. So I was wondering if you could tell me what you were checking out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, 
Ooh, you said a bunch of things at the same time. Who locked? You got locked in? Have I mentioned that I like communed with four bombolades to like form a greater, more evolved creature? I'm really hyped right now. I have known these bomb. I, this, I mean, this is where I live, and I have never gotten that close to these guys. Oh man. Okay, you know what? Let me. I'll meet you inside. Just go back. What floor? You're at the rookery, right? Okay, so just like stay on that floor. Like, do I? I don't want to like lock you. Who? Who would lock you in? That's crazy. Um, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll meet you up there. Just um, go back to the rookery and like chill out. You can. You can like go out on the floor. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lock you in. Who would? Yeah, just do it. I'll meet you up there. Uh, not that I didn't, like, trust your word, man, but there was some, like, mad tension happening in the castle right now. Also, we're gonna need breakfast, like, in the next ten minutes, or else we're totally not gonna be able to stay in whatever room you put us in. Yeah, um, okay. There's some, like, dust sandwiches. I'm just not about that. I don't want to, like, disrespect your cuisine or your culture, whatever. Great wedding. Love you. Love you and Greg. Great couple. Love it. However, we're just gonna need some, like, non-dust-based food. Johnny smiles without knowing what's happening. He just he just feels. <laughs> Johnny feels touched by an angel. He, he's just Just smiling. on the back of his neck, he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're on, okay, the rookery is on the eastern side of the fourth or fifth floor. Fifth floor. Yeah, um, there should be, um, let's see. You know what? The Oh, you know what's up there? The alchemy room. Uh, the alchemy room is up there. I've spent so much time in there. You can, uh, isn't one of the rooms on the fifth floor? Um, I keep like a bunch of snacks and stuff because I'm in there for a long, long amount of time. There's, there's definitely enough up there. I'll, I'll meet you up there uh, as soon as I can. Um, don't worry, don't worry about the, the tension. It's just, I stop time. You know, it's one of those things. I, I'll see you later. Just, I'll meet you up there. I know it's tough, man. Day after the wedding, some people do a brunch. It's always hard. Weird day. Weird feelings. I got it. See you up there. Bye. And, uh, and Inara, just without without even making any kind of gesture, the Bumbleates lift her seamlessly uh, back up into the air, and we're going to fly off back toward the castle. Yeah. Uh, you. The, that's exactly what happens. The Bumbleates kind of bring you over to the rookery and drop you very delicately through the open window, which is into the rookery. Oh, hey, Inara, where you been? Oh, yeah, what's up, Tracy? I'm glad you didn't, uh, didn't get, get killed on that fall. Me too. Awesome news. Uh, Johnny, I found you some food. I knew being friends with you would be the best thing to happen to me this week. And Inara feels um, like a little just like pleased glow come over her to have the approval of her like granddad, Johnny B. Goodlight. Uh, so anyway, uh, so Alonzo told me that it's in the alchemy room. I don't know which way that is, but I think if we just go out this door of the rookery, uh, we should be able to find some snacks nearby. He's going to meet us there. I found some snacks. And uh, Tracy walks over to like the bowls of sugar water that I assume are there and just like tries it. Does he does he like it, I think? Does he develop dysentery? It tastes like sugar water. So I think he really likes it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, going to keep drinking it? Yeah, he's bonded with the, the Bumbleites a little bit. Like he's sharing a bowl with one and they're like really enjoying each other's company. Have you like common law married a, a Bumbleite? Is this what's happening right now? I do like the image of you. It's like you're like trying to lap up the sugar water and there's another Bumbleite with like its really long like proboscis tongue trying to lap it up at the same time. There are two things I love. Snacks and alchemy. There are many other things I love, but right now, I'm hungry. Shall we, Stoneface? Come on with us. Hey, uh, you know, I gotta watch over my, uh, I gotta watch over my flock. I gotta do my job, you know? Man's job is a man's business, that's what I always say. So I can't, I can't go with you, but, uh, you know, if you ever find yourself in, like, in this area of the castle, just, like, hit me up. And he tries to do high fives with all of you. I have arcane secret handshake knowledge, 
And I immediately start doing the coolest handshake with this gargoyle. Why don't you roll for it and add your charisma and add your proficiency bonus? 11 plus 2. That's a 13. <laughs> with a 13, you two invent the hand jive together. Yes. <laughs> up, down, up, down, side, side, over shoulder, <laughs> over shoulder. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad that our fantasy universe is enriched with the existence of the hand jive. <laughs> Leather jackets and pomade are soon to follow. Uh, so Inara learned thieves can't just before setting off for this journey. And I would love to leave a message in like the archway or right outside on like the stone outside the window. Um, like, you know, this is a safe place um, and Stoneface is an ally. Uh, so would I be able to use one of the chisels in my lock picking kit or my thieves tool kit to um, to carve that message real quick? Yeah, you take out your chisels and you chisel three symbols into the archway. It One says safe. One says rest, and one says friend, and those are the three, and they're right next to Stoneface's kind of like perch. Would it take too long to write, call him Stoneface, Mr. Gargoyle is his father? That would take too long to write, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, just checking, just checking. Fine, you add you add a fourth one that says dad. Okay. <laughs> but that's all, you, that's all you can do. Okay. Hey, Anara, what are you writing? Oh, I'm just I'm just leaving a, a quick like we were here message. You know, I'm like off on my own for the first time on the road. I really just want to like mark my place in the world. So that's uh, that's what I'm doing. Cool, I love it. Okay, you walk out of the rookery and you are in a hallway. There are three doors you can see out here. There's one to your left and there are two to your right. Can we roll uh, perception or investigation to see if either one like looks more like an alchemy room than others? I want to roll a perception to see if I can hear anything to the doors. Anara, you want to look, and Tracy, you want to hear? Yes, sir. All right. I'd uh, like to detect the presence of arcane forces. I got 12. I'm looking. Uh, no, all the doors look pretty much the same. Uh, yeah, you can't You can't really tell anything. I got a 7 on perception. Hearing? Um, it's quiet. 18 plus 4, I believe? Sure. There is definitely one room that you're getting the most vibes from. It is the one all the way on the right. However, you are also getting some vibes from some lesser vibes, definitely, from the one closer to your right and the one on the left. Actually, the one on the left you're getting. So most vibes all the way on the right, a middling amount of vibes to the left, and there is a small amount of vibes to the one to your close right. Great news, guys. There's definitely... An alchemy room here. Bad news. There's magic all over the place. I think it's the one over there, and I point to the one you told me. Mm-hmm. There is a magical presence in some of the other ones. I say, let's take a look everywhere. There's three of us. There's three doors. Let's open them all at the same time and have a party. All right, whatever, man. I'll take the one to the left. That sounds like a horrible idea. I say we all just go into the far right room, uh, and then if there's nothing there, we go to the other rooms. And like Alonzo said, we should just wait there for him. I don't think he'd set a trap for us. So let's just check it out. The one we think is most magical. I really hope there's snacks there. Let's do it. So we walk over to the door to the far right. Uh, I'm going to put my shield in front of me, walk up to the door and say, hey, Johnny, you want to um, flip that switch for me, buddy? And Anara's just going to hide behind Tracy just a little bit, just in case. I flip. Uh, also, uh, real quick, I'm, what's the light situation in this hallway? <laughs> I, I, this was a mistake. I forgot. We were just outside, so I know it was fine, but I, I it's very important. What's the light? These sconces are all lit. You are all good. Don't worry about the light. Thanks, man. You are ensconced in sconces. 
Very good. Uh, Johnny flips the rage switch and says, it's all yours, buddy. Uh, Tracy uh, just rips the door open. All right, make a strength check. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, give me that dice. That dice is no good. Wait, I get advantage. Hold on. I have advantage on strength checks. Well, you just rolled a a crit one, so hopefully you do better. Yes, that is much better. That is a 14 plus 3 plus 2, so 19. With a 19, you rip these, you rip the door off of its hinges, and in front of you are standing two identical twins, tiny dragonborn, both of whom have their hands where the door handle used to be. Hey, it's Eric. Welcome to the mid-roll. This is like you're out on the beach and you're jumping through waves and letting sand crunch between your toes. And you suspect that your skin isn't sunscreened anymore and you remember that you have half a turkey sandwich and a Capri Sun in a cooler under the umbrella. This is the umbrella. It has polka dots. While you're hanging out here in the shade, take a second to leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. We don't know how but it really helps. And if you want to restock our coolers with Capri Sun, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash join the party pod and throw us a few dollars. We got a bunch of new patrons since our last episode. So thank you, Seth, Sandra, Tom, MCF, Ella, Mozart, Deborah, and Jessica. Seth is also a party animal, so he is raging with a lampshade on his head, and he gets the episodes early, just like Alexandria. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You get actual notes from me, a submission to the NBC lottery so you can be a namesake of someone on the show, and all the blog posts you could possibly want. So if you want to be at the rager of the year, which is, obviously, listening quietly to a podcast and taking time for yourself... Head over to patreon.com slash join the party pod and throw us a few bucks. Remember, the day after every episode comes out, we release the after party. The players and I sit down to discuss the episode, ask each other about moves we made, and now to answer your questions. We cannot wait to hear from you. So ask us anything you want to know about podcasting, gaming, D&D, the whole shebang. We're at join the party pod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We also have a handy-dandy email on our website, jointhepartypod.com, or you can skip all that and email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. And if you do ask us something or share fan art, remember to use hashtag jointhepartypod so everyone can see your work. Like, Step, oh my god, your art of Johnny was incredible, is just blowing our minds. Even the first draft of it was awesome, but like then you put all that stuff, oh my god, it's so good. Okay. Send us fan art. We really love fan art. Uh, Finally, this is the part of the show where we shout out a family member of ours to get them to listen to podcasts. This is for Philo, Brandon's roommate's dog. Here, boy. Here, boy. Philo. Philo, come here. Come here. I have a special message for you. So every time someone comes up to you and, like, pets you and, like, squishes your face, which is, like, 50 times a day, just take your paw and tap the Apple Podcast app, and then subscribe them to the podcast. 
Right, Philo? You got it? Who's a good spy? Who's a good spy? It's you. It's you, puppy. Thank you. That was the end of my very serious broadcast. All right, let's get back to the party. Tracy rips the door off of his hinges, and standing in front of all three of you are two small dragonborn, uh, both of whom have their hands where the door handle was about to be. What do dragonborn look like? Are they like lizard people? What's going on? All right, dragonborn are humanoids. They stand on two legs. They have two arms. They are covered in scales Mm -hmm. and have a dragon face. Uh, They can also breathe a certain elemental depending on their skin color and like their dragon lineage. These dragonborn are gold. Okay. uh, And they also have a tail. A little tail flipping about. Okay, cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> These two are, they look smaller than you. They're about like four and a half feet tall. They kind of look like children or like little preteens. Um, and they look exactly the same, except one of them has a very big birthmark over uh, one of their eyes. They're actually holding hands, and they're using the other hand to grab to where the doorknob used to be. Dong. And they see the giant robot pull the door off of the hinges, and they both go, ah! and they run away. Uh, one jumps into a very large cauldron that is uh, on the other side of the room, and the other one scampers up a very large uh, bookcase that is on the far left of the room, and it's kind of like crouching at the top. So this is the alchemy room, and I don't see any danger. Johnny flips the switch down and uh, kind of pats Tracy on the back saying, You're done good, kid. Uh, and Tracy kind of rubs his eyes, and he's like, Oh, so there's n- there was no one in here, huh? And uh, Inara looks up at the one in the bookcase and says, uh, Hey, guys, we are totally coming in peace and stuff. Uh, Alonzo sent us up here to just hang out and wait and have some snacks. Are you guys hungry, or do you know where the snacks are? We're, we're totally here in peace. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you guys Okay. Uh, the one on the top of the bookcase <laughs> yells over and says, Tammy, they're coming for the snacks. And the other one jumps up out of the cauldron and, sa- and says, Taylor, don't let them take the snacks. And they <laughs> ducks down into the cauldron. Uh, and Ari goes, I-, I am so totally not here to steal your snacks, man. I just never mind what I said about the snacks. We're just here in peace. Don't be scared. I don't want to like make-, make Alonzo mad by making you mad. They're playing hard to get. I'm sure we can negotiate for some snacks. No, I was super serious. Go away for the snacks. Uh, Johnny, I'm totally doing a bluff here to make sure that they don't get, like, super fire breathy. Get out of here. I don't care what, what you have to say. Uh, one of the one in the cauldron pops up and says, yeah, get out of here. And they both kind of hiss at you. Uh, Tracy steps up and he goes, um, would it, would it make you guys feel more comfortable if I just step out of the room for a little bit? That was a very rational thing that I wasn't prepared for. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Inara whispers, hey, Johnny, why don't you do a little light show, entertain the kiddos here? I can't believe I'm asking you to do something light trick related. (laughs) Uh, And Tracy kind of uh, looks at Inara and Johnny and nods and then goes, walks out of the door frame, uh, tries to like put the door back on his hinges a little bit, maybe like uses some, a little bit of his rope to like try to tie the hinges back up and then uh, stands in uh, sensory mode um, outside the door. Johnny's just a little surprised, I guess, that there were dragonborn. Hey, kids, want to see a magic show? No! They both scream again. Uh, the one on top of the bookcase says, Oh, if James, if James knows that somebody came in here, he's going to be so mad at us, and then we're going to have to clean this whole thing. Tammy, what are we supposed to do? And uh, the one in the cauldron says, All right, activate Plan Alpha. 
and they congregate in the middle of the room. One jumps down off the bookcase, the other one jumps out of the cauldron, and standing side by side, they open their mouths at you. Inara yells, Tracy, get in here! Uh, yeah, and Tracy has danger sense, so he kind of uh, intuitively understands that something's about to go down. So he uh, he gingerly opens the door <laughs> and then uh, like somersaults into the fray and uh, in front of uh, Johnny and Anara and uh, stands with a shield in front of it. Johnny's absolutely going to take this opportunity while they're like collecting themselves in the center to just jump out of the way. Uh, guys, we are totally not fighting you here. I know that sounded really creepy. I also learned about stranger danger. I'm also a kid. I know what you're talking about. And, uh, you know, we're just here to chill. If we want to chill in the hallway, we can do that too. Super sorry. Well, persuasion check, please. Sure. I got a 14 plus 2 for a 16. All right. They both close their mouths and they say, Hey, are you, uh, are you with the magic guy? Is he is he creepy? He seems creepy. Nah, he's just like he's just like been alone for a long time. Anyway, it's fine. And uh he's he's super chill. This robot guy, super nice, like looks a little bit scary, but I promise he's he's a good dude. I put my shield away and just like take a knee. Yeah, kids, uh Johnny says from behind a table. Yeah, I'm I'm not the worst. Here. Johnny Cast pressed the digitation on some of the uh, vials and things uh, near the kids so that they see that it changes colors. And it, it and that is totally worse. not ominous, man. He is just trying to show off. No, he's just like, just really loves the light, you know, and it, it, it's a whole thing. I don't really know much about it. Uh, anyway, ha, 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 ha. do you guys live here? Do you know Alonzo? He's our buddy. Uh, the two uh, Dragonborn look at each other. For like a, a few seconds, you feel like they're talking to each other and they're having a conversation with each other without saying anything. And... Tammy says, challenge? And Taylor says, challenge. And they look at you both, and Tammy says, okay, well, if you guys aren't super weird and fun, well, why don't you, uh, why don't you help us play a game? And uh, Taylor says, you know, I don't know if you could tell, but, like, we're, we're twins. We, uh, and we have, really? a running, we have a running tally about, like, who gets to do stuff. We're, uh, we're James's apprentices. We're alchemy apprentices. And Tammy says, I'm the best one at it. And Taylor says, no, I'm the best one at it. Okay, fine. This is why we have to resolve it. And they point over to uh, a corner of the room. Here's what the room looks like. On the far left is a very large bookcase. Is this, sorry, is this a square room? It is a square room, yes. It's a very large bookcase with tons of books jammed into it. In kind of like the back middle is a large cauldron that... Uh, Taylor was hiding in, and behind that is kind of like a giant card catalog. Uh, Each one is distinctly numbered, 1 through 20, and there is another one that's written in a language that none of you understand. It is written in Draconic. So also behind that there are a bunch of tables and vials and and things, and there's also uh, another window that looks out in the similar area that you were in, and in the corner is like a kind of like a large locker that is closed. And Tammy continues. So let's do a challenge. Uh, we each have to clean the cauldron that James makes us do it in the morning. Uh, but we hate it because it smells like butts. And, <laughs> and ta- Taylor agrees. Yeah, smells like butts all the time. Always butts. <laughs> the one thing we can truly agree on. <laughs> so each of us are going to pick one of you. And we're going to try to make the best 
uh, potion possible. And whoever wins uh, is going to make the other one clean the thing. Uh, and we have a big board where we where we keep track of it. And on the big board over next to the locker is like a really big chalkboard. And one says Tammy and the other one says Taylor. And they actually have like a ton of tallies on it. And they look pretty much even. All right, so we're going to pick teams. Why, why should we pick you? Well, I'm not going to brag. But I know my stuff. That's very creepy. Continues with the same theme that we had before. <laughs> Got him, sick burn. And, uh, you know, I was totally, like, raised in the woods, man. I'm, I'm a half-elf, and uh, we just, you know, always, like, making potions, foraging, going out, learning new environments, whatever. Um, and also, I am I'm very slowly new learning poisoning and antidotes. And I know at least a little bit. I've saved at least one life uh, with antidotes, and I am, I'm here and ready. Lit. Tracy gets off a knee and stands up uh, his full height and broadens his chest and says, I can read that entire bookshelf in 28 seconds. All right, prove it! They both say at the same time. Uh, so I walk over to the bookshelf, and I attempt to read the entire bookshelf in 28 seconds. All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to roll a d10 to figure out what book you pull off the shelf. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Two. All right, you kind of peruse around, and with a two, you grab a very large tome off of the bookshelf. I don't know if you did this on purpose, but you kind of picked the biggest and oldest book off of the bookshelf. It was kind of like at waist height, so you didn't really have to grab for it, but you have it in front of you. And uh, it's super dusty and like almost like falling apart and you have to hold it gingerly. And the cover is written in a language that you do not understand. What Tracy's gonna do is a bluff. He's gonna like tear through the pages. He, he understands that he can't read this script. So he's just gonna rip through the pages and pretend like he read it. Do you want to do a persuasion roll? Yep. That's a three. <laughs> okay. Tracy is what the bluntest instrument you... in our toolbox. <laughs> what do you say to try to convince these people? Uh, so he just tears through the book in like half a second and puts it back and says, Done! Tammy looks at you and says, So what was it about? Uh, well, it's uh, it was very enlightening read on uh, the use of frog... Uh, slime in the application of uh, transmutation potions. They both look at each other and they both snort and they both say, yeah, we're not picking you. <laughs> Liar, liars don't get to be picked. They actually play some game really quickly. It's not rock, paper, scissors. It's like a, like a, a different version of rock, paper, scissors. It's like elf, giant, cow. Cool, cool, cool. So how does cow beat giant? Uh, does he choke on it? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I okay. like that. Let's let's go through the permutations. Okay, so elf, elf shoot. <laughs> Wait, giant kills the elf. Elf kills the cow. Cow kills the giant. How? By choking? Yeah, by choking. He tries to eat it, and the cow gets lodged in his throat. Okay, whatever you say. Yeah, and Taylor goes first. Uh, Taylor wins, and he points at Anar and says, "I want the team." Anar gives him a double thumbs up. Uh, and uh, Tammy says, all right, I get the weird guy. All right, no, liars will get to play. I'll, I'll just ref, I guess. Okay, <laughs> tight. All right, Fish and Amanda, here's what I want you to do. You're going to roll a d20 and a d10. These are going to give you components to make potions. However, you need to work with Taylor and Tammy and do whatever, like, thing you want to do with them to try to improve this potion in some way. Uh, but that is how I'm going to give you, you these ingredients, and you're going to work with these two. Amanda, let's start with you. I got an 18 and then a 2. Okay. So 
You and Taylor walk over to the two cabinets. You pull from the 18 slot, which you have a glowing stone in your hand. It's kind of like, it's glowing like a light white, and um, it has like little kind of like pock marks in it. Awesome. Uh, You go over to the one written Draconic, and Taylor kind of like scrambles up and pulls something out, and it is dried ephedra, and it's this dried root, and he comes out. Cool. Johnny. What'd you roll? Johnny rolled a 15 on the d20 and a 3 on the d10. Okay. You walk over to the 15 and you pull out um, this kind of like winding ivy uh, from there. And uh, Tammy scrambles up and pulls out this kind of like bowl of wax and pulls it down. Taylor says, all right, now that we have the ingredients, it's time for chopped. We call it chopped. Because we oh, chop things no. to do it. Okay, we have five minutes. One, two, three, go! They both make a move towards the cauldron. What do we gotta do, man? What, what do you need me to do? Or what is this? What do we get? What do we get? Oh, uh, we got some kind of like porous, glowy stone thing, and then also some uh, some root, which you said was ephedra. Taylor pulls you over to the library section. He says, "All right, look for something that with, with like with stone, with stones or glowing stones." Uh, so in our nose five languages. She knows uh, common elvish, and I don't haven't chosen the other ones yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, weird. You know draconic. <laughs> Alright, why don't you make a perception check to try to see something in the library? Okay. I should probably choose my languages. Um, I got a 16 plus 5 for yeah. 21. Sure, you pull down a book. This is the the uh, <laughs> the big book of stones! <laughs> and, you can re- and you can read through it. Okay, great. So, uh, DM, what does what does this white porous stone uh, tell me? This is a moonstone. It gives you one hour of lycanthropy. <gasps> you turn into a werewolf for one hour. Wait, who would want that? I mean, it's pretty dope. And is our goal here to make a potion or to like, like what is what what kind of potion are we trying to do? The goal is to make the best potion possible, as determined by Tammy and Taylor. Well, as a hashtag team, a lycanthropy potion is the dopest. So uh, team I turn lycanthrop. To, so I, I turn to Taylor. <laughs> nice. I turn to Taylor and say, uh, okay, so it says here that this is, and then I whisper, a lycanthropy potion. That's a werewolf, bro. Totally dope. So uh, let's just make that potion right now. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Oh, yeah, we got the best. Nice. And then you high five. Cool. Uh, We high five soundly. Nice. Cool. And uh, we go off to the side of the room um, with our chopping board and and mortar and pestle and things to make the potion. Yeah. Per the book. So at the same time, Johnny, what are you doing? I'd like to roll perception to see if uh, just by grabbing these, I'm able to recognize what they are. That's in that 20. Ooh, that, that 20. All right. I'm going to let you recognize both of these things. Yes. You have something called Fiend's Ivy. It is a component to make mind reading. This is the thing that makes the potion of mind reading. You got the wax, right? Yes. You realize this thing is called Emmerich Wax. It uh, delays how the potion works by 12 hours. Tammy, I have one of my favorite components here. This is Fiend's Ivy. Have you used it before? No, not really. I just kind of clean out the cauldron and stuff. This lets you mind read. This guy delays actions, which isn't as cool. What do you think we can do to make this super cool? Tammy gets a look on her face and says, Trade with them. Trade the two bonus components that we got from the Draconic, because it's going to be dumb as hell if we try to use it, and then it's going to be delayed by 12 hours. That's hilarious. How do we initiate this trade? Just go over there and try to swap. It's really easy. Have you ever played a game before? You're so old. Why are you such an old? Oh, my God. Go over there. I'm very old. Listen, how'd you like to be invisible? Her eyes go very, very big. 
here's what I'm going to need you to do. Here's the wax. Hold on to it. I'm going to turn you invisible. And you're going to go over there, swap the items. No one will be able to see you. And we'll take care of this. We'll get this happening. Hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, Johnny casts invisibility on Tammy. Tammy blinks out, and so does the wax in her hand. And you kind of hear, like, little sneaky steps happening over there. And Tammy has... I'm going to give her advantage. Tammy walks over, and you see the root just go invisible while you guys are, like, kind of poking at this moonstone. And it drops the wax, and now the root is gone. And you hear, like, some going, hee 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 hee. Why don't you make a perception check? Yeah, I want some opportunity for defense here. Yeah. I got a 19 plus 5 for 24. You look up and you realize that there is now wax where there was a, used to be a root. And Nara turns around and says, Johnny, what are you up to? You can't just take my item. That's not how this works. Tracy steps up and says, as the referee, she's correct. You know, that's crazy you'd accuse me of that because I've been standing here the whole time. But you know who's being caught red-handed right now? Johnny Cass, press the digit. Press <laughs> oh, the God. digit. Press the digit. Johnny Cass, press the digit. Press the digit. Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. Press Johnny Cast. Johnny Cast. Press the on Tracy's hands to make him look red. <laughs> uh, you're such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor looks up and sees what happened. This is damn it, Tammy! I know what you're doing. This is bullcrap. We're gonna do the regular foul. I'm gonna go back because you definitely messed with it. That was a pretty sick burn, though. I want you to roll a d10 again. Okay, can I just do a nature check real quick on the wax to see if I know if that's better than what I had before? Sure. All right, I got an 11 plus 2 for a 13. So you didn't do a check on the ephedra before, the dried root? No, because I forgot. But you do know that this wax delays the effect of a potion, but you do not know for how long. Okay. Taylor, do you know what that ephedra was supposed to do? I got so excited by the lycanthropy that I just, like, didn't even check. But this wax will just delay the onset of the effect. So I think it's kind of lame. Mm, yeah, that's pretty lame, too. Why don't, go go swap for another one. That's our usual foul. If someone messes with the other person, they can, like, take a new a new component. All right, cool. So Inara walks over to the draconic cabinet and uh, pulls open a drawer to get something else out. Okay, why don't you roll a d10? Two. Okay. You pull open a random drawer, and inside are some berries. They are light blue, and they are splotched with white. May I do a nature check before I forget? Sure. Well, that's a, a two plus two for a four. Those are some pretty-ass berries. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so I would love to to figure out what that is, if I may. Which? The dried ephedra? The, the dried ephedra. Or the nature check? Five plus two plus one. Nah, you, you two can't figure it out. All right. So about this time, uh, Tammy, who's still invisible, grabs all of the all of the items and goes over to the cauldron, lights the cauldron using some secret fire breath, and then starts like working on the cauldron. Taylor looks up and says, "I got to the cauldron first. I guess we have to wait." All right, that's cool, man. We'll just keep like making that lycanthropy potion, and and we'll just make some, and then let's take like half the potion maybe, and just put in some berries and like see what happens. Uh, we are preparing our mise en place and getting ready for <laughs> the cauldron to be free. It's like on Chopped when the ice cream maker is taken and you just have to like stand at the ready with not just your ingredients, but also some hot water to rinse out that ice cream machine. Because God forbid someone's like wasabi sorbet messes up your chocolate ice cream for the top of your souffle. Come on. I'm not a rookie. I've watched all 21 seasons of Chopped. So I th- I just realized that I was a sous chef and I didn't... <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't advertise no, that. No, you did not. You, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Tracy. Tracy, what are you doing? So, uh, I think Tracy is just going to kind of do nothing exciting, but he wants to go over to the bookshelf and see if he notices any books that are in languages he understands, which are common, under common, elvish, and goblin. Does he see any books? I roll that d10, dog. Eight. You pull a actually pretty slim book off the shelf. It is a children's book written in Undercommon. <laughs> it's called Darwish and the Big Cave. It is a nice moral tale about how Darwish, a little drow dark elf, confronted his fear about going into a cave. Tracy loves this book. He goes into a corner and sits down and kind of like wraps himself in his cape so he's nice and comfy and starts flipping through it. Does he uh, does he emit a single tear as he thinks about his own overcoming fear? It's a little bit of sap that comes out of his eye. Cool, cool. Johnny B would not have approved of this book. It, is, it breaks all conventions, clearly not written by an actual drow. <laughs> they are born and live in caves. Why would they be afraid of caves? All right, Johnny is done with the cauldron. Anar jumps on. Uh, I would like to point out that they did not clean out the cauldron properly, as happens every time with the ice cream maker on Chopped. So uh, we just give it a little like scour with just some water or something, um, and then and then wipe it clean with a rag, and then start on our own potion. Good. I'm going to give you plus one to your potion, because you remember to clean the cauldron first. Thanks, DM. I'm no, no idiot. Johnny wants to attempt to identify the potion now that it is done, using all the different tools and things around and his uh, skills. Your sure. potion or my potion? My potion, because it's it's done at this point, so the effect should be... All right, why don't you do a nature check, and I'll give you uh, plus two to it. Plus two, 12. Okay. It worked. It's a potion of mind reading. However, you do not know what the dried root did. Uh, so we are going to finish our potion pretty quick, because um, we had all the all the mees all set up, and as in cooking, that's what you really want to do, is just do the, all the pre-preparation, the pre-pro, to make sure that everything is all set for when, when the time the, the crap hits the pan and the, the stuff hits the saute pan, like you can be all prepared and ready. Anyway, so... We make our potion uh, at the very end, the last step, we scoop out half the potion, put it into uh, a, a vial, and then I add some like macerated berries to the rest of the potion, kind of fold it in gently as you would <laughs> with like cacao nibs and a, and a nice velvety ice cream. So uh, then we have both vials next to one another. I'll put that half into another vial. Um, and can I roll any kind of perception or nature to see if I can tell the difference between these two with and without berries? Sure. That's a viscous I'll, potion. I'm going to give you nature plus two. I rolled a four plus two is a six. Uh, nah, you don't know. You can't tell the difference. Oh, well, man. They look at each other, uh, Tammy and Taylor, and they start a countdown. And they go, five, four, Three and you guys are like scrambling to like put everything together. Like I'm sprinkling up. parsley on top. God, God, <laughs> gotta have some textural and colorful elements. Come on, Johnny, are you do anything in the last five seconds? Presentation is half the battle. I put it in a nice bottle. <laughs> is it like a really wide white dish with like a very small inset bowl in the middle? Very like nouveau cuisine, late '90s. Yeah, the bottom uh, half of the bottle is as wide as if you put two hands uh, together and stretched out the fingers, but the top is the spout of it is basically the um, width of a pencil. Like an extreme bud vase. Yeah, super. Bold choice, bold yeah, choice. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one, and they both go and they shake their hands in the air. Uh, and then Tracy, five seconds later, goes, time! <laughs> Good job. 
All right, and as you guys both say time, and they're kind of like readying their things, uh, someone else opens the door, and it's Alonzo. Hey. Alonzo's walking in and be like, a lot is going down in here. I can hear you y'all down the hall. This is great. All right, what are you What are you doing? What's uh, happening? Uh, Tracy quickly puts the kid's book behind his back. <laughs> and Inara says, Alonzo, man, I totally told you that bad stuff happens when you leave us alone in your castle. We just are trying to, like, roll into the alchemy room like you said. We have not had any snacks. Just want to put that on the record. And we, we come in here and your your little little babe's apprentices, like, challenge us to a duel. And I don't know. It's just, it's been a rough morning. Uh, Alonzo looks at Tammy and Taylor and he, <laughs> he says, are you playing Chopped without me? And both Aww. of them go, yay, we have a challenge, yay! <laughs> and they come over and they they start to they start to present. Uh, who is the Ted Allen of this situation? Tracy uh, steps forward. <laughs> All right, and so it's going to be Tracy and Alonzo are going to be the judges. No, no, no. I'm the Ted Allen. I'm the host. Oh yeah. No, no. Host? So Tracy's going to present the the dish and then ask us one like biting question about our backstories and like our pathos. <laughs> <laughs> While wearing glasses that play off an accent color in his tie and or pocket square. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, you are all setting up to like get this kind. They actually know what they're doing, and Alonzo has obviously done this before. And Alonzo uh, is kind of set up and he's looking around and um Tracy, I want make a perception check. Three. Yeah, you look over at Alonzo and he looks happy to you. And Alonzo kind of looks over and he's like, you know what? This is nice. Uh, something to, this is this is nice. It's like something to keep my head off of all the all the stuff that's happening. Having seen Alonzo earlier this morning, do I notice anything different in his demeanor? Yeah, why don't you make an investigation check? I sure will. Well, that's a three plus four for a seven. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, Alonzo, he's obviously trying to put on a little bit of a front here. He's trying to like have fun with the kids. You have like a little more insight. Um, you saw him trying to like hit those targets, and he was not really doing anything. Kind of he was frustrated. Game. Yeah, the reason like why he's here and not with Greg is a little bit weird to you. All right, Johnny uh, goes up to where he knows Tammy to be hanging out, even though she's still invisible, and says, "Tammy, here's the deal. You can get all the snacks right now, <laughs> and you won't have to share them if you give me a cut." You see someone tap you on the shoulder and say, "Yo, I'm behind you. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're doing. No, we're pre- Give me an invisible. I have to be presentable for the for the challenge. It's for chopped. Presentable. We're yeah, I, I will make you look great. Do no, it. Oh no, I'll make you look great. But I want a snack. Johnny dispels invisibility and casts prestidigitation to make Tammy look the best for a uh, young dragonborn and appropriate." And <laughs> to to perhaps make the presentation of their wonderful potion even better. Tammy is looking fly. Her uh, scales are all shiny. Uh, she looks great. Yeah, like a beautiful selfie filter has been put on her. And they are about to set up. And I want you all to make perception checks. I got a 13. Five. Seven. Anara, you notice behind you that the locker has opened and inside is a big magical gun, the blunderbuss. And it has kind of like fallen out of the locker and it is pointing right at Alonzo. Can I cast Mage Hand to slam the locker shut 
as I yell at um, Tracy and Johnny, there's something dangerous in the locker. Sure. Uh, Anara, you cast Mage Hand, and you try to slam the locker closed, and we're going to do a strength contest. Okay, how does that work? So you use your strength to try to slam the locker closed, and something is going to push against it, and whoever wins, wins. D20? Yeah, D20. It's a strength, it's a strength check. Well, I got a three. All right, I got a nine. You try to slam the locker closed, but the gun is almost pushing against the locker. And it's still leveled at everybody. But you did shout out and say, uh, Guys, there's something crazy in the locker. Look out, Alonzo. And everybody looks over. And while that happens, you see two shadowy figures come on either side of the room. The two children duck. Alonzo looks up. And I want everyone to roll for initiative. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.